Warning. This podcast contains graphic and explicit adult language and content, along with horrific mispronunciations. Viewers' discretion is advised. Enjoy. Oh my god, what's the joke? Hey, Ireland. Hey, Alyssa. Why do evil spirits make terrible drivers? <laughs> because they aren't sure when to stop or when to go. <laughs> Are you excited to talk about the long, skinny, stinky boys? I really am, because no one does them justice until Dawn tried. Until Dawn did, like, really good. We'll talk about they that later. They had too much going on. They did. We'll get there. So when I was writing the script for this, I came to, to a realization mm-hmm. that all my boyfriends are usually also tall, long, skinny, and stanky. But the, I heard that. the difference between a Wendigo and my boyfriends is that a Wendigo would actually eat me. <laughs> and a Wendigo ain't never too tired to make this box the family-sized meal that it is. <laughs> so, <laughs> would you say you've got a pretty decent knowledge on the Wendigos? Say so. Or is the extent of your knowledge based off of Until Uh, I know a thing or two. But I know it's cannibal related. It is. To be fair, Until Dawn did do pretty good. Did it was a pretty fun. slapping game. Yeah, it was pretty good. I liked it. I'm fucking enjoying it. I to fuck the whole cast. I don't know. Well, according to myth, the Wendigo is a spirit that overtakes people after they consume the flesh of their fellow man, or... Oh. A spirit that possesses someone who inhabit deep desires of selfishness and greed. Oh. Yeah, period. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know about you, but I know many a bitch that could catch Wendigo fever. I really do. I know so many bitches. Like, you remember when you made me watch you eat that 8-inch regular pizza sub? Mm-hmm. Thwop! Wendigo. Now go eat the family dog. <laughs> <laughs> the Wendigo could also be a cautionary tale like most urban legends and or myths, you know, where it's like, hey, don't do this, or, you know, Wendigo. Right. It's kind of just something to tell your kids so that they'll be decent people. Fair. Yeah. Jebediah, if you don't share your cornbread with little Sarah, you know. You're you gonna get fucking raped by the Wendigo. <laughs> so, so he gives all his cornbread to little Sarah. Now that bitch can turn into a Wendigo because I wanted that cornbread too. <laughs> Cornbread's pretty schlap, and I think I turned into a Wendigo over some cornbread. No, fuck no. My dad made some nasty cornbread the other day. <laughs> it was scrumptious. You ever had a corn fritter? Yeah. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Oh, it was like a corn fritter cornbread? A corn fritter. Like corn oh, it was fritter. just a straight up corn fritter. Corn fritter. You ever had corn fritter? Because <laughs> The more you say corn fritter. Corn fritter. <laughs> What's wrong with the way I say corn fritter? My family's just, from West Virginia. It's just a funny word for me. For it reason. is a funny word. <laughs> Are you not a cornbread connoisseur? No. Wow. It's too fucking dry. What's it like being God's least favorite? Let me tell you. Have you ever had cornbread with soup beans? Yeah. Mm, That's liable to make it sexual. (laughs) I'd be a housewife if my husband was like, yeah, we can have cornbread and soup beans every day. How many babies you want, daddy? (laughs) Seven, you want seven? I'll give you eight. (laughs) See, if I was in that relationship, I'd get Wendigo because I'd be like, fuck your cornbread. Fuck your cornbread. And then bam, Wendigo. Wendigo. Now you get to eat the family dog. God damn it. (laughs) The Wendigo is based in North America and places that typically deal with harsh winters. So I'm not saying we're a part of it, but we're totally possibly a part of it. Oh, we have to be. We're in, like, upper Ohio, so, like... We get nasty winters. Yeah, we... We got plenty. I mean, not anymore, because climate change. Yeah, I mean, totally. We got plenty of forests. We got forests. We got forests coming up the wild. I don't Ooh. fucking trust forests. I don't go in the forest. Me neither. You're gonna see a backwards deer. We can talk about that later. <laughs> <laughs> I 
It's so spooky to think about. It's it's very spooky. Exposure and starvations were fears that really fueled the myth. Like if someone is cold and hungry, the more likely they are to be influenced to cannibalism and turn into a Wendigo. I need a bitch. On a scale, I was literally just about to ask, on a scale of 1 to 10, what's the likelihood of you turning to cannibalism? 100%. You asked me the other day, and you were like, I don't think you could. I was like, no, I could. And I changed like, my mind. learn something new every day. No, I'm like, I could totally see myself eating someone if I had to. Oh, like, yeah. if it was if it was like a Donner Party situation, uh-huh. like, get me some meat tenderizer. Because you know, at that point, some bitch has driven you crazy enough. Somebody has ticked you're me hung- off You're enough. hangry, you're cold, you're just grumpy, you're mm-hmm. probably not sleeping much. Probably not. That annoying Karen bitch. Might as well. Oh. Fucking eyeing her down. Clarnell, she's gonna, getting eight. Clarnell gonna eat the, her that fucking hamster. <laughs> Clarnell stage Kemper's gonna get eight. The, I think the only reason I haven't resorted to cannibalism is because you really never know what's in the meat. Like I shop at Walmart, which isn't much better. This person could take horrible care of their body, and I don't want to eat that. If you think um. about it, we eat meat, so we're like vegetarian cannibals. Ooh yeah. We're like vegan cannibals. You know? Oh, that rhymes. <laughs> That's how I'm gonna start describing my diet. I'm a vegan cannibal. I'm a vegan cannibal. <laughs> They're like, what? excuse me. I'm like Edward Cullen from Twilight. Oh but I God. have a cheat day once a week, so <laughs> better behave. <laughs> Hope it's not my fasting day. Unlike you and I, if we turn to cannibalism and double in height, there's not a lot of known ways to kill a Wendigo. Right. You can have a shaman exercise the spirit, but unless that man's got a Craigslist or a list of the <laughs> marketplace, there's no way I'm going to find I'm him. I'm going to Google shaman and see what comes <laughs> up. Oh my God. There's also, quote, carving out the Wendigo's frozen heart and melting it in a roaring fire. Fire could also kill the Wendigo, but if you think about it, who wouldn't that kill? <laughs> but the Indians believe that the only true way to cure the Wendigo is death, and I can almost guarantee my whole family said the same thing about me when I shaved off my eyebrows. Ha! Me. <laughs> 100%. I came down looking like an orca with just the two dots for eyebrows, and they were like, we got no choice. By the way, the only shamans for hire are in Los Angeles. Of course. <laughs> Fingers. Of course. Well, I guess that's where we know, that's where we gotta take HQ, but... I'm gonna have to travel and bring them back so they can do a quick Wendigo 100%. problem. Much like yourself, Ireland, there are varying forms the Wendigo can take. <laughs> There's no one example of this is it, this is what he looks like. Yeah. It depends on where you're hearing the story from. But one of the most known descriptions is a humanoid form doubled in size with the head of a stag, long arms, legs, and a body with sharp claws and teeth, much like yourself. You guys are sexy. Like, is he single? Is he single? Sometimes described also as having, quote, hollowed or glowing eyes, exceptionally thin, with the skull and skeleton pushing through its discolored skin. So like I said, it depends on where you hear it from. It could either look like you or Pete Davidson. There's a spectrum. (laughs) There's a spell. <laughs> Truly. The Wendigos are excellent hunters, usually having extremely enhanced strength, speed, and stamina. They're known to stalk, oh, okay. hunt, and overpower their victims and prey, much like yourself. I'm convinced. Yeah, I'm a Wendigo. Wendigo. <laughs> I don't know what sound Wendigos make, but... I, I, they can mimic the voices of victims. Like, they can take on their personality to lure victims out. We'll get to that later. Mm. <laughs> Rarely leaving their victims alive, the Wendigo is suspected to grow in size oh. with every person they consume. Imagine oh. if you became more powerful with every cum shot you swallowed. Oh, man. Like, it's like that, but living, breathing people. I can only imagine the power that I would have. I throw out so many dudes just to get that power, <laughs> and then eat their dicks off. If on the off chance you do survive, you'll probably just go mad and insane, no one believing the story you tell. But we've been gaslit before. We know what that's <laughs> like. After all, our mothers are white women. <laughs> Period. We know what gaslighting is oh like. Oh my fucking god! I think I just come to terms with it. You're like, you know what? I guess I should just make it all up. I guess I didn't see Brad get eaten alive. Yeah. <laughs> 
According to a website called the Canadian Encyclopedia, written by Steve Pitt and posted in September 2018, the Wendigo existed in legend and oral fiction for many centuries, long before we colonizers decided we wanted to move in rent-free. <laughs> bitches. The first written account of the Wendigo was by Paul... Lejeune. Mm. Oh, yeah. Spicy. <laughs> I think it's French. <laughs> a missionary who lived with Indian people in the 17th century, which is now Quebec, the area he was oh, in. Okay. It's very Canadian. In oh. a report, he wrote. Oh, he's wrote, French Canadian. All right, the most. Yeah. In the report, he wrote This devilish woman added that the Wendigo had eaten another tribe and that these tribes lived in the north of the river that is called the Three Rivers and that he would eat a great many more of them if he were not called elsewhere, but that a sort of werewolf would come in his place place to devour even up to the french fort and he would slaughter the french all of themselves which is like this was written in the 17th century if we get weird of the wendigo there's a werewolf somewhere we gotta deal with saying that the wendigo was a sort of werewolf okay but it was called like an action okay but like you know i not to be like a white person but i don't want to try and attempt the indian names and butcher them you know yeah but he continues to say that indigenous spiritual leaders claiming to descend to quote fits of religious passion would be accused of being wendigos and being described as mad. In some cases, community members or relatives of the accused killed the suspected wendigo as a precaution. An example, three men in Cree killed a spiritual leader after he became greedy and killed an indigenous family, which led to others believing that he was a wendigo. So, like, imagine you just have, like, a really pissy day and everybody's Mm -hmm. like, well, gotta kill him. (laughs) You never know. You never know. He could hit a growth spurt, eat somebody. Like, if that were the case, I would have been lynched many more so I would not have made it to Literally 22. me yesterday. <laughs> Literally <laughs> yesterday. Me today. Every day of my life. But earlier I made a little joke about when to go fever. And as it turns out, it's like kind of a real thing. Oh. According again to that in, that Canadian encyclopedia, the term mm. Wendigo started making its rounds through Western medicinal practices mm. in the 20th century, using the word to describe patients who felt possessed by cannibalistic urges and desires. So Wendigo fever. Sometimes you've got a craving and you're just like, I love to eat an elbow skin right Ooh, now. I, I love to eat them shins right <laughs> off your body, boy. <laughs> First coined by a missionary, J.E. Satan, working again in Cree. So I think the moral of the story is just don't go to Cree. Don't go to Cree. <laughs> Claiming to have met a woman who said that she saw strangers who wanted to kill and eat her. He diagnosed the woman with, quote, a mental or behavioral disorder characterized by depression and anxiety. So she's Same. the crazy one for seeing people that wanted to eat her? Apparently. This psychoneurosis was later named and became known as Wendigo psychosis. So Wendigo fever, basically. All right. Yeah. And, like, as I said earlier, the Wendigo story is basically, like, cautionary tale. Okay. And it's a reminder of the importance of community. Like, if someone's left behind, they could, like, succumb to hunger or the elements and turn into a Wendigo and feed on the community. And, and nobody wants that. <sighs> fucking Timmy's eating everybody again. God damn it. <laughs> God, I knew it was going to be Timmy. I knew it was going to be fucking Timmy. The, the quote continues from earlier saying, quote, Wendigos are said to kill lonely travelers or a member of the group for temporarily taking over their personality and killing every other person it encounters. <laughs> so it can kind of, like, mimic sounds. I think they touched on this in Until Dawn. They can, like, mimic sounds Mm -hmm. and, like, make it sound like someone to, like, draw you out. Or they could possess somebody. It's so spooky. That's so spooky. They're also known to hunt alone, further cementing the idea of greed and Mm -hmm. that, like, selfishness makes people become a wendigo. The author of that article said that the creature has also come to serve as a metaphor to injustices that indigenous people have faced. Mm. The quote continues to say, Armand Ruffo's 2010 film, A Wendigo Tale, 
uses the monster to tell a story about intergenerational trauma of residential schools. Oh. For some indigenous persons, the Wendigo represents the force of colonization. Yep. Which honestly, we should just give them their country back. Like, Why? They've earned it. They, they've earned it. We have destroyed it. Just give it back. Mount Rushmore's ugly anyways. Ugh, it's so ugly. <laughs> the only way to forgive Mount Rushmore is to put handlebar mustaches and spray paint. There's not a lot of, like, fictional tellings of the Wendigo, though. Like, the most recent among them was that god-awful pet cemetery remake. Oh, that was a thing. I didn't watch it. There was, you didn't miss out on anything. Did they try to do a Wendigo thing? It was was more in the background as like an influence. Like, the Wendigo makes people do these things. And I'm like, do you not know anything about the Wendigo? If that's not your main monster, I don't want to hear about it. Seriously, like, don't add it in the background as a shadow. You don't even get to see it at any point. Don't fucking tickle my teeth. Yeah, why did you have to lie to me like that? Don't take a feather to my urethra and then tell me I felt good. Like, I didn't. (laughs) I, I don't know about you. My first consumption from the Wendigo was that Supernatural episode. It was season one, oh, yes, episode two. It was plainly titled Wendigo. Mm-hmm. Um, and the brothers had to, like, find the Wendigo and get the victims while they were still alive. I'm pretty sure Dean gets a smooch in that episode. Oh, I yeah, so. it was, I, that show's ending. However, the most likely known depiction is from Supermassive Games Until Dawn. That came out in 2015, and the summary on the website says, When eight friends are trapped on a remote mountain retreat and things turn quickly sinister, they suspect they are not alone, which is oh. Yeah, they're not. There were so many things going on in that game. There it was, was there had there some, was like, like tiki. dude with the flamethrower. You had to pick up tiki's butterfly effects. Wendigo butterfly effects. Josh was mentally unstable. Which, unpopular opinion, one of my favorite. There aren't really many <laughs> movies or TV shows involving the Wendigo as there are, say, like werewolves, vampires, and even mm-hmm. zombies. Like, oh my god, I feel like there's a new like zombie or vampire like crime drama like oh, every month. Every and day. there's so many like teenage supernatural shows. Like, why are we watching all these teenagers having sex? Like, this is weird. And why are you getting people in their 30s to play teenagers? Don't call me out for loving Riverdale. I know what this no. is coming <laughs> to. <laughs> I was calling out Vampire Diaries, but like, whatever. Riverdale, stop trying to be Twin Peaks. She'll never be. Twin Honestly, Peaks. yeah. I can't believe they canceled Sabrina. I'm, I was gonna I'm watch happy that for one that. day. <laughs> that was too much. They were doing too much. You're My dark holiness. lord. Yeah. <laughs> we're on the same level. I hated it. <laughs> Also, Satanist, I just think their interpretation was really insensitive. Oh my god. (laughs) As a human being, their interpretation of human being activity was super insensitive. However, there is a graphic novel by a man named Matthew Mistoffy titled The Curse of the Wendigo. And apparently Marvel has a comic called Wendigo. Yeah. Which is the news to me. I did not know. Marvel has their hand in everything. My gosh. Yeah, it's fingering a bunch of dudes. <laughs> the oldest movie I found, though, uh, about a Wendigo, supposedly, there was, like, undertones. Yeah. It was 1978's The Manitou. Oh. Where, okay, quote-unquote, a psychic recruits a witch doctor to get a 400-year-old Indian medicine man off of his girlfriend's back. And they're being literal. She has a lump on her back that he's being born out of. And they have to cut him open. And it's weird. Like a whole ass Indian man coming out of this white woman's back. Let's not talk about all the implications that that has. But it was... And it had this woman in it. Her name was Susan Strasberg. Don't love that. Uh, She made me feel very gay. I like how in the 70s women talk real softly. But then when they screamed... Or it hits your soul. Literally, like, have you ever seen like the original Amityville Horror? Mm-hmm. Oh my God, the screams in that movie mm-hmm. were oh my! It was bone. Oh, Night of the Living Dead. Dude, that's a good one for period. Screams. I'm pretty sure that's on Shutter. I, I think I'm gonna watch that later. Horror 
But following that movie is 1981's Ghost Keeper. Okay. 1996 Frost Spider, Wrath of the Wendigo. Okay. 1999's Ravenous. Mm. 2001's Wendigo, which was like every early 2000s horror movie. Oh. You're really not missing out on anything. Thank God. 2006's The Last Winter and 2014's Dark Was the Night. And out of all of those movies... I watched a little bit of a little bit of those. I think the only one worth watching was Dark of Night, and it has Kevin Durand in it, who I have a raging boner for. Yeah, look up Kevin Durand. If you knew who he like, if you saw his face, you know he's in almost everything. Oh yeah. But like nothing at the same time. Like you remember when The Rock did that remake of Walking Tall, and they tore apart that dude's truck. Is it the basketball player? No, not not no. It's not the basketball player. I'm not supposed to say what? No, he's six six. Dude, yeah, and he's in that movie. He plays like a like a sheriff, and that's like probably the only movie out of all of them that are worth watching. Okay. And like you can tell that it's like a cute little indie movie, and that they love it. And he's like he he does such a good performance. It got me thinking like if I were in a situation where someone's like there's a window go in the woods like. Would I believe them? If we were in the mm-hmm. X-Files, like, who would be Scully and who would be Mulder? I think you'd be Mulder because you've got a smolder. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> um, that was not scripted. But that was I, improv. <laughs> oh, I'll zip and you zop or whatever. <laughs> yes, and let's go. I'm just kidding. Um, I think you'd be Mulder because I think you believe stuff like that like so quickly. I'm just like, yeah, that checks out. Proof? Evidence? Nah, 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 nah. You say fucking E.T. fingled your asshole. Fingled? <laughs> fingled? He fingled from ankle? Your from ankle? You're saying E.T. molested you last night? I believe you. I believe you. 100%. It all checks out. He said, I'll be right here. You never know where he meant to point with that long Is finger. Is he fucking clitoris? <laughs> so I think to finish up with one little question, if you could make a movie about a cryptid, which one would it be and who would it be starring? Because mine would obviously be a Mothman Sasquatch crossover. Oh, I love that. And in my not safe for work Mothman Sasquatch erotica crossover. It has to be a versus. Can it be a versus? Yeah, it is. Mothman it's, versus Sasquatch. Yeah. Oh, it would be Sasquatch horny. erotica crossover. Fantastic. <laughs> I think I'd have my final girl be a gay black girl played exclusively by Samuel L. Jackson. Because, like, listen, Ah. listen, all I'm saying is, he said he watches hentai, and I've got no choice but to support that, you know? And I think he could handle a horny Mothman Sasquatch situation. Like, look at how well he handled the sexual tension between Iron Man and Captain America. And those snakes in that plane. Dude, yeah, he handles sexual tension well. And, like, plus, I think he'd be the only one in the group to have common sense. Mm -hmm. Like, everyone would be like, oh my god, he took Alice in the woods, we have to go after them. And Mr. Kangol Hat and Hentai, Mr. (laughs) Samuel L. Jackson, would be like, hey... Fuck Alice. That's what she gets for using Randonautica. She set her intentions for something spooky, and that's what she got. Now she's gonna be in a Sasquatch Mothman sandwich. And everyone's gonna be like, oh, and he's gonna be like, you guys, she has an IUD. She'll be fine. <laughs> She'll be fine. She'll be fine. <laughs> what would yours be about? That's the only cast member is just Samuel L. Jackson. The rest <laughs> sure. are just random nobodies. The rest are just random nobodies. The rest are the cast of Riverdale. <laughs> I would watch it so hard. And the person that has to be in a Sasquatch Mothman sandwich is Jughead. <laughs> or Archie. Archie, it has to. No, Dude, it's both of them. Uh, Archie is our golden boy who just so happened to have sex with a teacher. He needs to be protected. <laughs> so my, my cryptid movie. Oh, God. There's so many. Oh, I'm going to say 
Jersey Devil versus Chupacabra. Really? Oh, that's such a good combo. But who would be your your main star? Jake Johnson. Really? I was expecting to say Adam Driver. See, Adam Driver would be the rug and tug detective who's investigating the murders, and then Jake Johnson's the funny man who's experiencing all this crazy shit, and it's like, what's going on? And Adam Driver's like, I'm Adam Driver. I'm Adam Driver. (laughs) And Jake Johnson's like, oh! His only lines are, I'm Adam Driver. That's it. And everyone would be like, oh my god, you're right, they could have gone into the woods. (laughs) He's like, I'm Adam Driver. uh, We should take the truck. The guy from Machete. You know what I'm talking about? There's so many guys. Like, the main guy? The main guy. I know exactly his name, but I can't remember it. I'm gonna look up the of that movie because Danny Trejo. Danny Trejo. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah, he's yeah. gonna be on the Chupacabra side. Oh, because Jake Johnson and Adam Driver on the um, Jersey Devil. So side. who's the good guys? They're the Jersey the Devil guys. or the Chupacabra? Like, who are we voting for? Who's our antihero? Our antihero's the Chupacabra. Really? Cool. Well, is it gonna be a metaphor movie? Mm-hmm. I don't know what the metaphor is. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what the metaphor. <laughs> no is. one's gonna know what the metaphor. It's gonna be like a David Lynch thing where I'm oh, just yeah. pulling it out of my ass. Oh, okay. And then when people are explained, you're like, no, because I don't know how. And then I'm just going to have a David Lynch cameo, and it's literally just going to be like, I'm David Lynch, and Adam Driver's going to be like, I'm Adam Driver. And, and everyone's like, you guys are right, we should go to the bell tower. <laughs> <laughs> the Jersey Devil, where are you going to even go? Where are you gone? In this black cup of coffee. Damn good. Our entire budget went for that five second cameo. Our entire budget. I would want David Lynch to do the soundtrack to anything and everything in my life. Oh, me with Oingo Boingo. He has music that's so good to me for some reason, and I don't know why. He's fucking... I think the deeper meaning to my erotic Mothman Sasquatch movie Mm -hmm. would be to support and respect bisexuals. You know? And I think I'd also sprinkle in some, like, Cthulhu in there. And, and I'll just have Cthulhu be like, watch this movie and get a sponsor from Bad Dragon. And I think that'll be, like, the end of the movie. It's just Cthulhu with a thumbs up. Bad Dragon. <laughs> Shop at Bad Dragon. And Finn. And everyone's, like, bowing down. Jughead's bowing down with a sore ass. <laughs> Dick still in his mouth. <laughs> Perfect. 100%. I guess the moral of this story is don't go into the North American woods unless you're prepared to die and or get fucked. Get daggled. <laughs> get fucked by uh, the Wendigo. Oh, I, can, I would get fucked by the Wendigo. I think I could get fucked by the Wendigo. If the Wendigo wears glasses. <laughs> of course! <laughs> if the Wendigo like, is really nice to me, I guess. It'll be like a live-action studio foul movie. <laughs> I'm not proud of myself! <laughs> and scene. And scene. Hey guys, thank you for listening to our second episode ever. You can find us on Instagram and eventually Twitter at HC&M Podcast. You can find Ireland at Cowboy.Diplomat. You can find me at Leonardo.Hoochie. Our usual thumbnail is done by Casey at Starlight Studios. That's Starlight with 